Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored, all-volunteer-powered rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Dorothy Yanez. She's a tour guide with the Presidio Museum, and after retirement from the city of Tucson, she's kind of kept her interest in Tucson alive by researching public art, murals, and all kinds of fascinating artistic structures in the downtown Tucson area. Today is October 29th, 2023. My name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts inside of Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org. Also available on your iPhone or Android using our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. If you want to get us on the show, interacting us uh, with us on Facebook and Instagram is probably the easiest. And uh, you can also head over to our website if you want more information about our show, our book, listen to past episodes, or find that contact button. And of course, we invite you to uh, listen to the podcast on all kinds of platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and asking your smart speaker to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast. October flew by, and I think we're finally getting a little bit of cool weather, so yippee for that. And uh, the, you know, the festivals, the events, they're all just coming up so fast. I was just on a conference call with a lot of the merchants from downtown, and uh, the number of projects and uh, festivals and events over the next six weeks is just amazing here in Tucson. But we're, we're used to that. Uh, 10 West kicks off next week. If uh, you want to learn more, head over to our website. You can Google uh, or put in the search bar there, 10 West, and you'll hear our very first show. We, we featured 10 West, and then a couple years ago, maybe last year, but a couple years ago we did an update and uh, got to talk about all the amazing things happening to that festival. And uh, this year I'm kind of excited because through the Tucson Gallery, we're actually going to have a booth at the Street Fest uh, happening on Saturday the 4th. Uh, it's up there near the Corbett's, the new Corbett's uh, restaurant and pickleball court, uh, 6th and 7th uh, area. So Life Along the Streetcar, we'll have our books there. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, I'll have a few artists come in from the gallery. Should be a fun day on uh, November 4th, hoping for uh, some more good weather. Our guest today is a, a woman who has had a few careers. She's worked for the city. She's also worked in the hospitality industry. And now um, she is an author. She's written a couple of books, and uh, she's got a couple more coming out. Uh, she, she retired from the city, very, very um, informed uh, uh, with what's happening, and has kind of focused her attention to history through the Presidio Museum as well as public art. She does a tour uh, called Mainly Murals highlighting the uh, murals mainly and also other public artworks. So we had a chance to talk to her about her books and uh, her tours. Her name is Dorothy Yanez, and this is just uh, another fabulous person showing how great Tucson is. So I'm here with Dorothy N. Yanez, an author here in Tucson, a tour guide, a, a, a native Tucsonan, and an absolute um, gem of knowledge here in, in, in Tucson. So I'm excited that we, we, we get to connect. I think I've seen your work in, in 
somewhat stalked you, but didn't realize you were you. So welcome. Thanks for joining us. Why, thank you. That's the highest compliment. And I'm very humbled and, and very pleased to be here. Thank you. Well, you, and so you are a native Tucsonan. Yes, I am born and raised. And I've had an opportunity to travel throughout the United States and some portion of the world because I've been in hospitality about 20 years. Okay. What, what uh, were you with? A, a, so we were with a, you were with a brand, weren't you? What, uh, what was the question? You were with a brand, like uh, I was a actual employee of the JW Marriott for um, for about prior to the pandemic for fifteen years. Okay, and then after the pandemic, we became independent contractors. Okay, so, so I, I saw I saw Dorothy Yanez, but I didn't make the connection that that was you because I I thought you worked for the city of Tucson. I did. I worked for the city of Tucson two weeks after I turned 18 and I retired when I was 52 after 34 years with the city of Tucson. And then I wanted to do something other than supervise budgets and writing, um, administrative things. And I wanted to do, I was very passionate or I am very passionate about Tucson. I think I, again, I have been all over the United States, all 50 States and some of the world. And I'm really passionate about being here in Tucson. I think this is the best place to work uh, and to live. And so I'm very grateful to be here. So I just learned you're not very good at retiring. So you retired from the city. You retired from area. You're just, you know, you don't I like know, you, to stay busy. You don't know how to be, uh, to relax and be, aren't you supposed to be golfing or something at this point? You know, giving these tours of the murals and working with the Presidio San Agustin uh, del Tucson, Presidio Museum is, I've been with them since 2004 and I get such pleasure out of being and being involved with them that that to me is like being on the golf course. All right. I, I can relate to that. There's a, there's a sense of satisfaction and relaxation that comes even though we're out working it. And you, so you, let, let's talk about here. Let's, we got so many things to cover cause you, you're a tour guide and you're an author and you've written at this point, two books, correct? I've One, written, I just published my fifth book. Oh my gosh. I, I, so Let's talk. Let's walk through those. What are these books about? So the first book was about the Presidio when it was first opened. That was 11 years ago. And then I reprinted it uh, um, during COVID. I wrote a book about my memoirs, and that one is called I Love My Life. And it is about like standard operating procedures on how to be a tour guide, a concierge, and then what it was like being an extrovert. And then during COVID, what it was like not being able to interact with people. Mm. And I got let go from the Marriott, the JW Marriott's was no longer part of that family. And that was about 443 pages. Then the next book was the, let's see, two Presidio books. I love my life. Then the downtown mural Mm -hmm. and public art, all the murals that are on the tour Then this next one, the last one, number five, is the Presidio. But I got asked by fourth grade teachers, there is nothing in the gift shop at the Presidio Museum that is geared towards fourth graders about the history of Tucson. Hmm. So I took out a lot of the yada, 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 blew up the pictures, gave a little bit more uh, larger font Mm -hmm. about the history of Tucson. And that uh, will come out, let's see, I published it 
a week ago, it takes six to eight weeks to get the hard copies. Okay. And that is a hard copy book. And so that'll, that'll be out uh, just in time for the holidays. I believe the first week in December is when I will get it at my house. Okay. And, and um, wh- where do you sell these books? Right now, they are at the online at the Amazon.com. They are also at the Presidio Museum. The, they're also at the Visitor Center. They're going to be at the proper. Yeah, well, the, and we're, we're kind of excited about that. We, we're, we've, got the, uh, we've got a lot of the muralists here, and people always want to know more about the muralists and, and your book about downtown murals. It's what mainly murals and public art, right? Is it? Right, and it, it is a two-hour tour, approximately two miles, and it is handicapped accessible and wheelchair accessible. And then I talk about what the behind the scenes, what was the artist thinking, and we kind of... I ask questions of the people on the tour and then they can ask me questions too. Yeah. So, I mean, being in the gallery with, with these, with some of the artists that you cover, uh, it's going to be a natural fit. I think we're, we're excited to have the book in here and then, you know, just being, um, we've interviewed a few people that have had connections with the Presidio, but they're all different. You know, some were at the turquoise trail or some were at the living history, some were with the operations of the museum, some are the tour guides, and it, there's so many people that make that Presidio so special. I don't think people realize the number of hours that are volunteered to highlight the history of Tucson and, and bring that forward. I, that, to me, is an amazing endeavor that's operating out of this really non-distinct building in downtown. That is true. And the museum itself is just the northeast corner of August 20th, 1775. It was actually 11 acres. And this museum is only the northeast corner. Yeah. If you're walking, if you go downtown, I mean, I know you do murals, but do you cover like the, the do you talk about the extent of the Presidio? Because I know they have the markers out as to where the, uh, the Presidio's full size was. Is that part of your tour? I know, I know it's part of some of their tours, but do you do that in your, in your mural tours? That's a good question. No, I leave that towards the turquoise trail. Okay. And I just talk about the murals. Uh, so I, and I'm assuming your, your murals, do the, your tour, does it start at the Presidio? Both tours start okay. at the Presidio and there's approximately 25 different murals in each of them. So the public art tours will start and go clockwise, starting at Old Town Artisans, where, um, Johanna Martinez and Lux Sawway did on the north side of Old Town Artisans. And then we continue to go clockwise approximately two miles. So we start at the museum and end. Mainly murals also starts at the museum. And we go counterclockwise starting with Joe Padgett's El Tour de Tucson. Mm. And then we go clockwise. And again, both of those are approximately 25 different murals approximately two miles and the bigger the group it takes a little bit more than two Mm. hours we'll be back to finish up our interview with dorothy yanez in just a moment first i want to remind you that you're listening to life along the streetcar on downtown radio 99.1 fm and streaming on downtownradio.org this podcast is sponsored by the mortgage guidance group and nova home loans If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity.
Welcome back. We're going to finish up our interview with Dorothy Yanez. Uh, going to talk about uh, some different types of artwork out there, maybe some of the muralists. Uh, and, um, you know, big event coming up here in the near future uh, with some um, graffiti artists that are going to be out there doing some spray painting stuff down there on uh, Congress across from the Monica. I've gotten to know a lot about Tucson in the last six years as I've been doing this show. And uh, I go on tours and people will ask me like, because I, I, I also give tours, like, why do you go on tours if you give tours? And I'm like, because there is so much to know. And there are people out there that are experts in the field or they spent all their time studying murals or they're archaeologists and they've actually participated in some of these excavations and they know things well beyond what I could just know through through my experiences. So I think it's very important if, if you're serious about some of this to get that educated view. And just before we got in the air, you were telling me about some of the things that you were covering and, and not just about, okay, here's a picture that Joe Padgett did, but you get into the style, the meaning, the history, uh, how it came about. I think that's so important. That is true. I try to contact the muralists and be aware there's a difference between tagging graffiti and there's some very accomplished graffitiists out there because we have Rock the Art coming up uh, the first week in November and that we can talk about if you want. Was that was that what they did at the at the parking lot across from the Monica? That is correct. Okay. That is and what they are going to do is whitewash all those murals. So a graffitius, when they get permission, then it becomes a mural. So they're going to whitewash all of those except the Linda Ronstadt, oh, good. the Danny Martin, um, yeah, that one skeleton that- woman, the three sisters. That one is commissioned and the one sacred heart that's at Cafe 54. Okay. So there'll be four murals that will not get whitewashed. And then they're going to bring in, let's see. Josh Pashad told me that last year they had 65 different graffitis, four from Tucson. They provide the paint, the scaffolding, and the food, and then they let them create mm-hmm. their letter art. Yeah, and I, I, I'm glad they're keeping the Linda Ronstadt. That, to me, is one of the most impressive things I've seen done with a spray can. I just, I mean, all of the work is beautiful, but that one is just in of itself. It just looks like such a detailed, like someone hand painted each piece of it. And, and the, the, um, the fact those don't spray paint is still un- unbelievable to me, but you said something very important in there. I think that's the difference between our tours. You said you do your best to talk to the artists and get a good sense of it. I make stories up now. Mine are very entertaining, <laughs> but that's probably why you want to have somebody like yourself. That's actually knowledgeable, uh, telling these are, do you, uh, do you find that the, that the uh, muralists are like open and, and willing to talk to you or do they, are they like, I'm over this. I get too many calls for, for, uh, for comment. Not at all. I think the muralists are very gracious and I hate bothering them when they are working because it takes time to paint murals and they'll have to come down off the scaffolding to talk to me and that, but they're extremely gracious. And um, I got to talk to Nikki Glenn just the other day. She's got the mural in front of the MLK. Just, just everybody has just been so gracious and very humbling. And I'm excited to talk to all of them. Oh, that's fantastic. And But it's beyond murals, though. And, and, you know, mainly murals was what I was interested in because that's you know, on the, on, from the gallery side where, where I spent a lot of my time. That was that was exciting to me. But it's also a lot of the public art that you talk about that are like structures and, and, and sculptures and, and things of that nature. I mean, you get more into 
things than just the the paintings on the walls. That is true. There's a uh, Joe O'Connell that is Toby. That is the Griffin. That is Kitty Corner from the. Children's Museum, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that used to be the Carnegie Free Library. And on top, it was three stories, but the and the Griffin was on top of the third story. Unfortunately, there was a fire. The Griffin got destroyed. So Joe O'Connell um, put out this Griffin. So the a Griffin is the front part is the eagle, and the back part is the lion. And people don't know that he put footprints in the concrete and you can follow those footprints all the way back to the children's museum that is pretty cool i love i love that there that is that is something that you'll see that you point that griffin out to people oh i know where that is and then do you do you see the path that he took and what are you talking about and you know about the diving lady no tell me about the diving lady it is now let's see so that is at the corner of let's see it's it's on, it's just east of the griffin yeah it's like on 12th and, and 6th it's correct it's now like the uh the spa uh the training spot the avidas training area that right. is correct and that is really important because that was lawyer offices at one time and in 1970 they wanted to restore the neon sign of the diving lady but because there was a light ordinance they couldn't do it They went in front of the mayor and council, got the okay from the observatories to be able to reignite the neon sign. And now Tucson has got an abundance of neon signs because these lawyers were kind enough and considerate enough to restore the diving lady. So that that set a precedent. So now like the San Carlos apartments that has the big neon and a lot of the neon revitalization came from that because the diving lady, she was part of, it was a hotel originally, right? That is correct. And then, so then the attorneys took it over in the seventies, which I mean, if you think about downtown in the seventies, it probably wasn't an extremely uh, artistic center maybe. So the fact that they wanted to revive that, I think is fantastic. And that's a question I get all the time also from people on the tour is, does Tucson have, what gets Tucson to get involved in getting the muralists and the public art? Do we have more than other cities? That's a really good question. But we really do support our our artists. There's way over 100 different murals in public art just in the downtown Mm -hmm. area. And I think that is just fantastic that we were supporting it. Do you know why we are supporting all these muralists and artists that was back in 2019? Tell me more. Because we had a great deal of tagging. So they got funding and the Tucson Arts Brigade sponsored eight different muralists to produce their art in certain different areas. And now it's just an abundance of art. Mm. And it really does help cut down on tagging. Yeah, there definitely seems to be a, a lot of respect uh, for for these artworks. We, I talked, I forget which one of the muralists we had him on the show talking about that, and and I asked about why Tucson was so uh, important with murals, and I think it was Joe Padgett, but I might be missing um, ascribing it to the wrong person. But he said that there are a few things. One is that the weather allows us to do a lot. Um, but the, the respect because the murals are up there longer, they don't get pulled down. Uh, building owners tend to respect them. The graffiti tends to respect them. So Tucson becomes a great place to do a mural for those reasons. I was not aware of that. 
I'm always learning something new. I love this. It's well, a good day. Remember, I make up a lot of stories, so it could just be something I wanted it to be true. So I, uh, I, I threw love Joe it. under the bus there, but it's, it's, it's fun to, um, to get to know uh, these individuals that are so iconic in such a, uh, a human way. And I think you do that through, uh, helping understand their art. You know, you were talking about some of the styles where, you know, this particular artist is really good at shadowing. This particular artist is really focused on, on cycling and, and helping people understand that, you know, the, sometimes you don't even just see the name on the bottom of the mural. You can just see the mural and know. Oh yeah. Like Danny Martin. If you see a black and white mural with, uh, the Sonoran Desert behind it, like swirls or something, you know it's a Danny Martin or these very large faces that is at the La Placida and I was going down Speedway and just west of the freeway and I saw Alfonso's. You can just, you learn the styles and that's that's really, I have a degree in business management. I could barely draw stick figures, <laughs> but that doesn't discount how much I really appreciate somebody mm-hmm. being able to get their thoughts on a canvas, on a wall. And I'm just in awe of these people, just in awe. I, uh, you, you and I share a lot of uh, passions and, and we also share a lot of uh, lack of talent in painting. So <laughs> maybe that's why we appreciate them so much. How do you do that? That's just amazing to me how you get something from, from someone's head and, and make it, uh, look like what they want it, want it to look like. So your tours, do you, do you find that people are, are Tucsonans or do you get people from out of town? Or are they a mix? That's a really good question. I'm going to say about 80% are from out of town mm. and about 20% are within Tucson. That they don't come downtown very much and they feel safer in a group. And that when they're on the tour, they get behind the scenes information. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. And I, I, that's something that when I've done tours or I do things that, that highlight, we, we, we tend to see more people from out of town wanting to know about it. And, and we're, we're, we're thinking, you know, how do we get more Tucsonans? You know, cause that's, that's, I mean, this show where this show came from was I was a Tucsonan who didn't explore until I found out that there's a museum in the middle of downtown that fires off a cannon on second Saturdays. And I thought, how do I not know that? And that led to this exploration. Interesting. And that's, that's, that's literally what, what launched this entire effort was that cannon uh, at the Presidio. But there's so many people that I talk to and I tell them that story and they look at me like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, that's kind of my point. Like we be a tourist in Tucson, get out, take a tour, go with Homer and get an archaeological tour, you know, get with Dorothy and look at an art, get, find something that's your passion, grab some friends, come downtown and, and, you know, grab, grab some brunch and, and walk around. You do, you do the tours. You're going to walk by plenty of good places to eat. And I'm sure you point some of those out for them too. That is true. There is downtown Tucson is very safe. And I want to bring that to everyone's attention. And I believe the Presidio Museum has about 18 different walking tours in the downtown area. Homer Till, um, there's Katie. Mario Trejo is just a wealth of information. Seventh generation Tucsonan. And his memory and information is top notch. There's a lot of us who are giving. uh, Ken Scoville is doing tours out at Fort Lowell. And these are people who are really passionate about Tucson and really care about getting that information out there. And I'm, I'm very humbled and very pleased that I'm part of this. 
Well, Dorothy Yanez, she's an author of five books. One will be coming out very soon focused on uh, children. Dorothy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for inviting me here. I very, very much appreciate it. Dorothy Yanez, uh, you can catch her on uh, her tours. She does mainly murals. You can also see her at the Presidio Museum as uh, part of her volunteer efforts as well. My name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM, and we're available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Support for Downtown Radio is provided by the Tucson Gallery, located in downtown Tucson inside of the proper shops at 300 East Congress Street. The Tucson Gallery offers original work, reproductions, and merchandise from Tucson artists like Joe Padgett, Jessica Gonzalez, Ignacio Garcia, and many more. For information about all the artists, including when they will be live at the gallery, head to the TucsonGallery.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook as Tucson Gallery. Well, thanks for uh, sitting through episode 231 with us here. No, I'm sorry, 271. Just cut off like almost an entire year there. 271 is this episode number uh, as we just passed our six-year mark on Downtown Radio. Thanks for all of that support. Coming up next on Downtown Radio, we've got Ted Prezelski with Words and Work as he discusses the labor movement and talks to writers here around Tucson. And then at the top of the hour, Ty Logan, Heavy Mental, uh, fabulous show, and then kicking back the, at 1 o'clock to the music with a variety of, of music, uh, musical uh, genres this afternoon and evening. And our rock mix starts up tomorrow morning with Paleo Dave at 7 a.m. And as a reminder, we are all volunteers. The, I don't know, like 10,000 DJs we've got. I think it's only 50, but they put out the amount of work of 10,000 DJs. Uh, all volunteers can check them all out on our, on, uh, our station's website, downtownradio.org. And uh, while you're there, maybe uh, hit the, the donate button. And if you're looking to contribute to the show here, want to maybe uh, suggest a topic or uh, an interview that we should be delving into, best way to do that is uh, to tag us on something in Instagram and Facebook. Make an introduction if you can, uh, but just make us aware. We'll, we'll do some research. We'll dig around and, and find out what we can, and we'd love to get uh, some of these topics to air. Uh, our website, uh, uh, lifealongthestreetcar.org, has a contact button and also more information about the show. Well, as always, we want to thank Ryan Hood for the uh, privilege of using their song Dillinger Days to start the show. And uh, we're going to leave you with an artist named, uh, uh, I believe it's uh, Iman Sonata, and it's from a 2020 EP called In Harmony. And in honor of our guest today, the song is called Painted Walls. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. <laughs>